The Life and Stories of Callum Knightworthy, Archival Assistant at the Magnus Institute, London. Begin recording. God, just another day in the Institute. It smells aggressively of oolong in here, and John is doing that thing again where he puts tea bags in his mouth and walks around the archive sipping hot water. A string just dangles out of his mouth, and Martin is understandably horrified, and so am I, and so is Tim and Slasher and everyone else. But I'm expected to, to listen to this man. I am... Why is he like this? Anyway... Statement of Lumen Motham regarding their encounter with the Peculiar Lamp. Original statement given, July 2nd, 2018. Statement begins. I recently bought this antique lamp. About, I don't know, a week ago? A week and a half, maybe? I don't really remember. The days kind of all blurred together. Did you know I haven't slept in a week? Sorry, my mind's all over the place. Okay, the reason I'm here. Right. Yes, the lamp. It was a lovely old lamp I picked up at a local antique store. It had a mahogany base and a beautiful lampshade with ornamental depictions of stars, I think. They were almost mesmerising. They somehow made me feel like I was in the dark myself. I thought it would make a lovely finishing touch to the bedroom of my new flat, so... I asked the store clerk how much it was, and his face just lit up with this expression of joy and relief. It was quite unnerving, really. He explained that a lamp had been in the inventory for a very long time, and that the thing just felt off. That's how he described it. Because, because of both of these factors, he was willing to give it away for practically free. I accept it, of course. In hindsight, it should have been a dead giveaway that something was so wrong with this thing that I happened to stumble upon it through sheer misfortune. When I got home, I propped it up on the nightstand beside my bed and, well, turned it on. And as you'd expect, it lit up the room pretty well. But thinking about it now, there was one peculiar detail that I somehow didn't quite see in that moment. The edges of the light cast for the lamp were bordered by a pitch-black shadow with wispy tendrils of darkness protruding a few centimetres into the ore of the light cast for the incandescent bulb. I think at the time I actually thought the bulb was just dirty and thought nothing of it. Fast forward a few uneventful weeks and I noticed the light from the lamp didn't go as far as it did before. Not dimmer. It was the same intensity as before. It was almost like the light once shone near the edges was now replaced with darkness. And weirdly, the places that the light didn't touch in my room felt darker than they did before. This more or less continued for about a month, at a slow enough pace that I honestly thought it was just simply imagining it. My room kept getting darker, and the light from the lamp emitted travelled less and less through the darkened room. Then about one week ago from today, I made a mistake. I forgot to turn the lamp off before work, and when I came back, my entire home was consumed in utter darkness. I had thought the power had gone out, and reached for a light switch. It was no longer there. 
In fact, it felt like the walls disappeared too, and I was in a vast expanse of darkness. But that's impossible, right? Regardless, this had me spooked, so I tried to feel my way across the walls that were no longer there towards my room, where I kept a small flashlight in my desk for emergencies. After about an hour of fumbling through the dark, I found my room. If you could even call it that. More accurately, I found the lamp. I didn't recognize that it was the lamp because of any light it emitted, but paradoxically the opposite. Instead of light defining the curves and edges of the lamp, it was varying levels of darkness. With the bulb somehow both the darkest and most visible at the same time. I, I, to explain it, like I said, I haven't slept since. I don't know how to explain this, and it doesn't make much sense to me either, but I could see it because it was so much darker than the absolute darkness around it that the formless void that was once my house seemed comparatively bright. It was in the form of a human. No, no, not a human. The only thing I could think of when looking at this thing in the darkness was how terribly wrong it was. It had these slender arms, if you could even call them arms, that were about six meters long each, ending in these horrid spikes. Just looking at them, they felt so sharp. Like I could feel them cutting into my flesh and tearing into me with those claws of pure darkness. Its neck was long, too long, with this expressionless face sitting on top of it. I mean, how could a thing be made out of the darkest dark I've ever seen have an expression? Honestly, if it had a face, I'm not sure I wanted to see it. Its legs, its legs were somehow worse than its arms. They contorted in ways I can't even describe, twisting and bending in such organic yet such unattractive ways. It let out this horrifying screech from its featureless face and started chasing me, twisting its body in places in ways that made me sick. I turned and headed for the front door. I ran and ran and ran for hours with that thing chasing me. I should have hit a wall at some point, but I never did. Just kept running through this void that I once called my home. Even if I'm even there at all. I eventually stopped running after not being able to see it after a while. Well, term C doesn't quite apply to the situation, I, I know, but you get the point. And then all at once, the darkness closed in on me. None of it makes any sense. How could you even know if the dark abyss I found myself in was changing if I could see absolutely nothing at all. I just knew that it was. As the darkness pressed upon my flesh, it felt sticky, like dark black viscous liquid that so desperately wanted me to join the darkness it had trapped me in. The darkness quickly engulfed me. The darkness, which should be the absence of light and nothing more, felt so thick I couldn't breathe. I was drowning in it. I could feel the darkness slowly pouring into my throat and making its way to my lungs. You, you'd expect one to be 
absolutely terrified in that situation, but no. I felt strangely calm. Almost like I accepted my fate all too quickly. I felt myself grow weaker and weaker, and just before my almost inevitable end, it just stopped. The darkness all rushed into a bulb that was now visible, the bulb from the antique lamp that caused all of this. As the darkness gave way to the light of my home, it let out this horrid scream, one I doubt will never leave my memory any time soon. Once the world had gone quiet, I just sat there. I wanted to cry, but I couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. Once I had the energy to stand up, I managed to find my phone, to which I found that over three days had passed since I came home to my darkened flat. I was so tired. I still am. I can't sleep. Not anymore. I can't stand the dark. Statement ends. Despite me wanting to follow up on this case, Mr. Sims, though I did bring up the topic of Mikhail Salesa, believes that this story is nothing much more than the babbles of somebody dealing with extreme sleep deprivation, and he requests that I move this case to resolved. I don't want to, but he's my boss and I have to listen. Statement ends. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of Callum Nightworthy Recording. And a special thanks to Jen Crano for submitting this statement through our email at calumnightworthy at gmail.com. All statements sent in will be included in the canon of the Calum Nightworthy Recording Podcast. Thank you for listening. Face your fears. And let the statement begin. Calum Nightworthy Recording is a family podcast based on the Magnus Archives by Rusty Quill. All opinions, ideas, and stories shared are that of my own and should not reflect the opinions of Rusico LTD or their associates. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons share-like non-commercial license. We're running low on statement ideas, so pop over to Gmail or wherever you email from and send us a statement. Calumnightworthy at gmail.com we're always welcoming new scares. Thank you for listening and face your fears. Goodbye.